You're listening to the Bookkeepers podcast, sponsored by Iris Elements, the weekly podcast for ambitious bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be discussing topics which will help you build a successful practice which works for you. And here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hello, welcome back to Bookkeepers Bootcamp. Hi, Joe, how are you? I am so good. It's a very busy day, but I'm absolutely loving it. I'm buzzing. Really good. You just come off of them. You were doing something with Go Proposal this morning, weren't you? Yeah, I've done Go Proposal. I've done a cash flow meeting. I've registered someone for VAT. And then I've just done a discovery call. And now I'm back again. I've had a busy day. (laughs) Oh, it's good to see you. And thanks everyone for joining. Let us know if you're here live or if you're watching the replay in the future. Let us know that too. We are really excited to be joined by Sophie Davis from Raise the Bar. Hi, Sophie. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Thanks for jumping on. So we uh, we did a little call out in our community of bookkeepers and accountants and we said, who'd love to have a chat with us during bootcamp? You were one of the first people, Sophie, to say, yeah, I'll do it. Um, so we're really excited to have a chat today. Do you want to start by telling us a little bit about what you do? Yes, sure. So um, firstly, I realised that I've uh, cut my hair and gone blonde since my photo and I'm in the process of changing my name from Jones to Davis. So um, hopefully people know who I am. Many identities at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm Sophie. Um, I um, started my business in March this year. So I run Raised Bar Financial Management. Um, but I also do that alongside a part-time finance director role, which is kind of one of the reasons I said, oh yeah, I'll come and talk to you. Because I, I know when I first looked at um, Six Figure Bookkeeper Group and kind of joined in and came to boot camps, et cetera, I was still in my corporate career um, and thinking about making that move. And I've kind of gone down this hybrid route. So I thought, um, I know that there'll be other people who are thinking of making the move or, or you know, wanting to do a bit of both. Um, and so, yeah, kind of happy to share my experience on that. So... What do you do in your day job and what yeah. do you do with your business? Yeah, so I I left my corporate career at the back end of last year. So I had done kind of 16 years in FTSE 100. So big business. Um, obviously, this is quite a, quite a change from that. Um, and I loved it. Um, I worked some, for some great companies and did some really good roles, um, but kind of knew that long term a corporate career kind of didn't fit with the vision I had for kind of my life and the kind of flexibility and control that I wanted over my time and kind of wanted to make a bit of a bit of a move. Um, so kind of started thinking about uh, making some changes to kind of get my build my life the way I wanted it basically. And I'd always I'd always wanted to do something on my own and then I'd also also thought a long time about um kind of leaving big corporate world and getting more breadth in a fd role for a smaller business so i was quite undecided um and uh, i ended up going for a part-time fd role so i do two days a week um as finance director for a profit for purpose hospitality company um who are doing really good things it's a really nice company to work for um they very much had so I went in, they they have a finance team. So they have um, people doing their bookkeeping and they have uh, someone overseeing finances. So they were like, 
our finances work, but we're lacking the strategic support to move the business on and make decisions and plan for the future effectively. And so that's the that's the gap that I fill, which is kind of perfect for me and from my background, etc. And it's two days a week. So it was ideal um, and uh, really enjoying that. So I started that in February. So do that two days a week, um, which then gives me two days a week where I can then do my own thing. And then I have my son on Fridays, which is my most exhausting day of the week. Tell me about it. I, I have <laughs> finished by Friday night. <laughs> yeah. I love this. So one of the things you said was having like that flexibility or you said the control over your life and your time. And yeah. I think that's like so important to notice that we can have that. Like you can choose that, but you have to decide from that point, well, this is what I want things to look like for me now. So you've chosen to you have this role, this part-time role, which gives you loads of amazing experience, which I guess you can then transfer onto your like what you're doing yeah. with your customers, which we can talk about. Um, but also the freedom to be entrepreneurial and build something that's for you and design that how you want it to be. What's yeah. your role? Like, how has the business built up since you started in January? What does the business part of it look like at the moment? Yeah, so... Um... So I started in March um, on the business side of it. So I did the looking for a role first. So I, if I, if I just back up a little bit, like I actually had quite a mindset block around starting a business and kind of knowing that I would most likely do the kind of FD advisory work because that is more my background and my skill set. But I had this, even though I thought I could do the, the actual work, I had this block around marketing myself as an FD advisor when I wasn't. Um, and for me, it it has therefore been really good to kind of do both. And I, I don't think you need to do that. It's something that I had to get over because I was confident in my skill set, but just not in my, I just couldn't market and communicate myself in that way um so I feel like it's worked really well doing the two that said so I focused on getting the experience first. oh I guess also because I was moving big to small I also didn't have that experience I think if you've got the hands-on day-to-day experience of working with small businesses you you'll feel a lot more confident about that but I was just like this feels like too big a jump in a way going big to small and marketing myself as something that I'm not. So it's, it's kind of bridged that gap for me, which has been really good. I then massively procrastinated around the actual getting my license. So I'm a SEMA member. And I mean, the SEMA member in practice process, like massively put me off just the whole um, process, right? Like understanding all the AML stuff. And uh, I mean, that is one thing that I kind of tapped into the group around because I think I joined the success program by then as well and I definitely searched the group to get all the all the knowledge and um, info on on how to do that and I was also I was in the process of um, changing my married name over and I had an issue with not being able to verify my identity so there was like loads of problems so I procrastinated for ages and I started in March this year so haven't been going that long and in terms of what I've done um so far so I basically just decided that I would not make a big plan like not be regimented about what I would start doing and I would kind of take some opportunities and kind of see where things go and that I'll kind of work out what I want to do so I have ended up 
um, doing kind of one big contract that is um, outsourced to me from another SEMA uh, member in practice. So she does a number of uh, transactions. So she's doing quite a lot of M&A work. Um, so most of acquisitions. And then she likes to bring someone in um, to the business to monitor cash flow for 12 weeks and build them up a longer term forecast. So it's all, all things that I've done quite a lot of in the past. Um, so I'm working on that as kind of my main project and then picking up some other bits and pieces um, around that. Um, so, yeah, it's been quite, um, yeah, I definitely haven't had a plan of exactly what I'm, I'm going to do. Um, I'm also, I'm so I'm about to have my second baby, um, just to add that into the mix. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, due in, um, in about, well, due in August. So I also didn't want to take on regular clients. Um, so that I had just had to factor that in and, and be like, okay, I, you know, I want to get going. I want to start, you know, building this practice up, but actually I can't, I don't, I don't want to take on the regular clients, which means I need to be thinking about things when I've got a newborn. So I'm going to go down this kind of projecty ad hoc pieces of work and see where that takes me. So that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. Amazing. Amazing. And isn't it amazing that how you're able to pick and choose what you do and also it really sounds like you're on a journey like a confidence journey but obviously you have an amazing skill set and isn't imposter syndrome just such a pain in the bum because you have been working on FTSE 100 uh, companies and like boardroom level and doing all these things but then you're like oh could I help a small business yeah it's funny isn't it it's little things like like I've just I've never used theory um you know it's things like that like it, it is just very different and I've I the thing that I have to remind myself which an old boss used to like drum into me is to just always go back to kind of remember your source of your confidence I like you don't need to know how to do everything you just need the confidence to know that you'll be able to figure it out and actually that is what I've done for a lot of my career like I've gone into roles where I have no idea what's going on but I've always felt quite confident that I'll be able to work something out and it's just remembering that again so it's uh, okay yeah I've never used zero but that's fine I can pick it up <laughs> it'll be okay um so yeah it's just... I, I definitely felt like that like go, doing that move from corporate I think there'll be lots of people watching this who've been employed before and they've made the move to working with small businesses and I'm I'm an ACCA accountant like that's what I've done and I was like you know what I think I'm going to go through the bookkeeping exams with the ICB so that I understand the data like the actual transactional part of that because I've never worked in that kind of that role like what I was suppose I would think of as well the exchequer department of a big business you know with accounts payable and receivable because I just hadn't done that part and I think that was what I needed to do to give me that even though when I was working through it I was like yeah I know this oh yeah zero it's a ledger like you know when you're in it you're like okay I can work this out I can find what I need but there's something about doing what you need to do to yes give yourself that tick in the box um so that you can move forward we were talking sorry go ahead no 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 I was gonna say I completely agree so I've done the same I did I like I don't I don't see myself actually offering bookkeeping because I don't like you know I'm gonna I'm going to focus more on on you know the value that I think I I can bring from my background but I still want to know that 
I know how it all works and I would recognize, you know, if something wasn't right and that kind of thing. So I've, yeah, I've, I've filled, been filling in those gaps over the last few months as well, just to, like you say, just give you that boost that actually, you know, the bigger picture. Things like, like payroll, never been involved in payroll before, don't plan to offer it as a service. But I feel like now I at least know enough about how it should work because in my employed role, I actually, I have to sign it off. I'm not doing it. I still have to sign it off so I need to know what to look for and what to check etc and and um yeah so I've just made sure I I can fill in those gaps but I don't need to sit and do it because I'm not gonna I, I can't see myself doing payroll no and that's, and, and that's nice. <laughs> exactly if you've got enough expertise in you that you don't need to go and be an expert in all these other fields you can utilize and I mean and I know you're in our membership and you see the amount of people that offer services and help each other out with their expertise. I think it's so much better to leverage someone else's that somewhere that someone really wants to do it and get their fingers in, in and do, deal with it because that's their that's their passion. You've yeah. obviously got your passion and you could help other people as well with that. So I think um, I think it's really good to like recognize where we have our strengths. Yeah, and realize we don't have to be all things to all people. It's absolutely yeah. Fine. I think yeah, I I agree, and that's so. Some of the little bits of work that I've done, kind of outside of my main um, contract, have been mainly with kind of other accountants who, you know, they're all bookkeepers that you know they know exactly what they're doing when it comes to bookkeeping and um, and accounting, and you know, can definitely do management accounts or you know help someone with a budget or forecast but they're just they you know don't necessarily have the confidence they've just never done it before um and I've, I've kind of partnered with um a couple of people uh doing that so one where actually someone just doesn't want to do it <laughs> like okay here you go it's yours um and then one where um actually someone wants to do it so you're kind of hand holding them through it so they can do it again and yeah that works really well there's always yeah someone in the group who um who has those expertise that can help absolutely so okay so you're gonna have baby and then <laughs> and then uh, um are you going on maternity leave with your employed role yeah yeah and then do yeah. you have uh, so obviously at the moment I like I like like the way that you're just kind of going with the flow and at the end of the day I mean you've got some things that you're in control of and some things you're not in control of at the moment and I think you know you're not putting that pressure on yourself to like create this massive business for yourself and all of these I think you're, it's very sensible what you're doing but do you have a goal for your business at some point maybe it's not in the next year maybe you know you're going to have a newborn and, you know, things are going to yeah. be up in the air for a bit. Do you have something maybe that, you, you know, five years down the line that you, yeah. what, what you envisage it to look like? Yes. Yeah, definitely. So, um, and actually I, um, I, cause I, I do sometimes, um, worry that, you know, I haven't kind of planned out exactly what I'm doing. And I listened to Nikki Gundy earlier and she made me feel much better around it's okay to have a goal and I think she called it behavioral flexibility, didn't she? Like, like, therefore, there are lots of different ways you can potentially achieve that. And actually being flexible in how you might get there means you're actually more likely to achieve it, which made, definitely made me happy because I've definitely kind of got the kind of long-term, I, I wouldn't say necessarily business goal, but like kind of life, uh, like vision for my life kind of thing. Um, and yeah, it's good to hear you. <laughs> There are plenty of ways that I might get there. And actually, it's, it's so it's probably best that I'm not going, right, this is exactly how 
it's all going to pan out and happen so that's good um but no i definitely um i think well firstly what i'm going to do is i'm going to wind down work by the end of july to give me a couple of weeks hopefully so francis no kind of early arrival um a couple of weeks to plan and, and kind of reflect on how the first few months have gone um and do some planning so i'm definitely going to give myself um that time i don't want to uh kind of stop everything over my mat leave and think i'll pick it up in a year but i mean so want to be realistic about what i what i can do when i've got a newborn and a three-year-old um so yeah i plan to wind down and give myself that peace time i definitely like my initial thoughts are i quite like the um I like advisory, definitely think that kind of that's where um, my skill set lies. Um, I don't know why I kind of why I would uh, move away from that. Like, I, I love that stuff. Um, and I actually think at the moment, businesses need it more than ever with the situations um, that they're in. I mean, the guys who own the business that I'm FD for, like, you know, I don't like they don't know how they would have made some decisions over the last couple of months if they hadn't have had me in to tell them what the financial implications would be. Um, so I think I think that's a really important role at the moment and, and definitely one I want to pursue. Uh, so definitely want to keep that side. I have, like I said, I've, I've actually got a few other ideas um, to the point where I've kind of written idle clients, I've written pain points, I've written bios for me that fit about five different things. Um, so I, uh, yeah, definitely kind of, need to think about um about that part of it so which i'm happy to talk about <laughs> um so there's there's kind of one that i'm actively pursuing i say actively it's early days and i think i've got i've set up another instagram account i think i've got 15 followers but i've had two leads out of that like 15 followers and two leads so it it definitely is worth worth doing but um so i'm a massive um outdoors enthusiasts so I run I cycle we do a lot of walking etc I've always followed kind of outdoor businesses kind of race companies etc and I actually do help organize uh, a local trail race so it's something that I like, I'm quite heavily involved in so I I would like to potentially niche um in that in that area um so I've done a couple of things to I, I just thought over my mat leave I'll just start talking to these businesses and I don't I'm not actively trying to get clients because I can't take on clients but I'll just start um answering some of their questions and kind of getting to know them seeing kind of you know what's out there and whether that would be a potential um so yeah so I set up an Instagram put got like six posts on there <laughs> like I said about 15 followers but have immediately had a couple of people like one of them would be like my ideal client they do like running retreats in the lake district like i would love to work with them they're amazing um contact me and, and then yeah i had another one yesterday um so that's really good i guess it just shows um that that is where they hang out <laughs> for starters you sounded really excited when you said like i would love to work with them like yeah the types of ideal client but you've, you've chosen to tell us about that first and you really like i could see your eyes light yeah. up <laughs> yeah, yeah what tell me so what do you think what's the instagram account so obviously we can all go and follow you everyone who's watching this <laughs> yeah. um, it's, i've called it outdoor business collective okay and then what do you think the posts are that you've put out there that have got you 
two leads out of a few posts? Um, so I think it was in reaction to, I think I posted one around, actually, I think they were both from, oh, so I had two from there. They were both from a post that was about, I think I called it, have your costs gone, how much of your costs gone up this year? Do you even know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then talked about kind of, you know, how they should be looking at their um, cost base and potentially reacting with their pricing. Mm-hmm. So to... you've really got in there with a big emotion that people have got right now about like, oh my God, how much, like I was saying last night, how much Weetabix cost? What is that about? Yeah, and, yeah. you know, like, so people in their businesses are noticing the, the whatever it is that they're spending out on and they're like whoa this like what do we need to change but they don't really know they just feel like it feels more expensive but they don't have that insight and they're probably like yes they've gone up I don't even know how much so maybe yeah. that is that and you like really getting straight in there with I know that I've got information that can help you yeah I just I, I do just think like if businesses don't you know if they don't have an accountant or they have an accountant though that they or a bookkeeper that they don't actually speak to that much, etc. Like, how are they making making decisions at the moment? Um, you know, are they guessing what they need to do to offset it? Like, I, I just feel like people need some really good information at the moment, and they need that finance support more than ever. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, even you know, like all of the loans that are going to have to be repaid and this is going to be putting extra pressure on businesses at a time where other costs are going up and um and I think the idea of advisory still seems quite new you know when we were talking to we did we ran this survey in May and we were asking people about what they're charging for advisory and there are a lot of people that don't they just don't offer advisory services and you're a real expert here like this is the real value you can add and I really love that you've gone this is my skill set. This is where I really make the difference. So this is what I'm going to focus on. And you haven't yeah. let all of the other things you could be doing distract you from that. And you're going to keep that focus. It's now deciding who is it that I can help and how, what's the best way for me to help those people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The other, the other thing I've done, um, I guess just like, you know, I know we talk, we talk about niching a lot and, and I guess, with the advisory side of it, I hadn't really thought about niche. It's, it's more about the, the skill set, you know, the service and the skill set. And actually, I'd be quite open to um, different businesses. But then I thought, if I'm going to try and help a group of people, like kind of these outdoor businesses, are the, you know, I know that I'd love to work with them and, and help them. So the other thing that I've done, which I think I posted in the group about... Um, a few weeks ago when I was I was wondering how to approach and so there's a Facebook group but it's a very closed Facebook group for the outdoor industry I yeah, posted in the group um, and there were a number of questions that you had to ask to even uh, answer to get in the group one was what is your business and I thought if I if I try and join this group they're just going to say you're not you're not an outdoor business like this is for UK outdoor businesses so I dropped the guy a um, who runs the group I dropped him a message and just said um like this is me this is my background um like I'm not actually looking for clients so this isn't about selling because I'm actually not at the moment um but you know I'm thinking about combining my expertise down the line and I think I could really help um some of the businesses like if you think this would be useful and he was like like oh yeah that'd be great I'm sure there'd be questions so it was just like oh yeah just you know come join the group so I'm glad I did that so he actually let me in um 
and there's like 400 odd people it's not a massive group um but i'm now the person in the group for people to ask questions with and so i've had a couple of people um come to me i mean it's mainly people wanting me to do their tax returns which isn't something i'm going to do but you know people are picking up with me and it, i guess it just shows kind of being that expert in mm-hmm. that group and um, people are going to think of you and, and come to you so that's that's been really good so i just put an introductory post on there after i'd joined and just said look i'm i'm in the group if you've got any finance accounting questions just tag me um and i'll pop in and announce the stuff um i've had a, a couple um but we'll kind of see where that goes but that's the other thing I've done so that and my Instagram are kind of me setting myself up for potentially niching down the line it's it's so cool and this is the power of that being in those small I mean you say small group it's 400 people and it makes it it, what makes us like I mean me and Zoe were saying this like when you um when you post a video or like on YouTube or something, you see how many views you are. I think, oh, that's not many. But if you had that many people standing in a village hall, um, you'd be like, wow, loads of people have turned up to see me. And so it's the power of that leverage, isn't it? Using uh, the virtual like side of things. And and I, I love that you went out there and just asked and put yourself forward and said, I can give some value here. And people you know, what you're doing is you're raising your profile as well. And you're becoming this person. But, and the fact that you don't do tax returns and people come to you, you're going to be able to signpost them because you're in a wonderful yeah. membership of people that you can signpost and say, I don't do this, but I can keep you yeah. in contact. And actually that is part of advisory. Like yeah, not yeah, always yeah. being the person to do something. I mean, talking about cost reductions, we run in our membership on Monday, um, I tried out this company that are linked with Zero called Reducer, and they link with other software companies too, um, bookkeeping software companies. But they go in and they create a report for your clients and tell them out of the ten different areas that they, you know, gas, electricity, broadband, waste, card payments, all of these things. They show if you can um, save money. Now in this climate, it's a case I'm not doing anything. I'm just saying. Would you like us to do this, get this report sorted for you? I just instruct them. They do the work. And then they're one port, port of call for our clients to talk to about cost reduction. So because somebody in the comments has asked, you know, do you need a specific insurance to offer advisory? Advisory is just like how you would advise your friend to save money in their business, how you would advise them. I've just had a discovery call with a gentleman that's a carpenter. And I said to him, how are you going to invoice? I'd really like you to have something on your phone that you could take payment or have a card machine or something. Do not walk away without payment. Or else you're going to spend so much time doing credit control. That's advisory. That's advising someone on how to run a business and make sure that the money's in their bank account and that they're not spending their time chasing unpaid uh, invoices that's advice you don't need extra and I think people assume that it's some and obviously Sophie I'm not dumbing down what you know about like strategy and forecasting and all. I'm not saying that I'm just saying it encompasses a lot of things it's not just how to do an amazing forecast for a business yeah it is as well just saying have you thought about this this might really yeah. help you out yeah and actually um I haven't talked about this much, but on my um, Instagram, which is um, Diary of an FD, where because I talk about stuff in my um, 
employed I, I always refer to it as my paid role as if I don't get paid for my self-employed role um, I definitely get paid for both I, I mean my like salaried uh, actual job and um, and then my client work um, I think it's one I've, I've again it's early days but that Instagram so I think I've only got about 10 posts on there but one of them I put up earlier on is just something I put together to talk through with another accountant on getting into advisory where it's kind of a pyramid and you've got compliance and then you've got uh like operational efficiency and then you've got commercials and then you've got strategy at the top and actually there are layers and so many different ways that you can do that so it's but compliance is like the foundation (laughs) obviously because you um you need good records and you need you know you need that information to to be there um but then yeah there's, there's kind of different different levels um depending on what a business needs um at any point in time but yeah helping with their efficiency in operations at the moment is obviously super crucial. Um, and, you know, people will be renegotiating commercial contracts. Um, so the business that I work for, I mean, the price of croissants have gone up like 30%, like actually buying them in. So we've had to go and source from elsewhere and, you know, then knowing what their margin is going to be, you know, if they enter into some different contracts, like, you know, they needed support to, to know whether they were, taking on a good deal um things like that and then like the strategy piece at the top in terms of where do they want to be in five years time like there's so many different different layers to it I love it's it's like bringing the financial acumen into the team because most people don't start a business because they love business they don't love numbers they love the thing they're passionate about the thing they're going to sell and potentially like what they can what, what the opportunities are for them in terms of what money they can make to come back to that point about what you can do, what is advisory, we just got to be really clear. We're not talking about tax advice. We're not talking about financial advice. Those are regulated. Yeah. We're talking about giving business information, yeah. interpreting the data so we can support the clients with the, yeah. the decisions they need to make. I am also su- super clear about what, yeah, what I will and won't advise on. So yeah, I definitely stay away from tax. And actually the Facebook group that I joined, I, I said up front as well, like if I think you need to engage an accountant, I will tell you or you know, or someone for specific tax advice, I will tell you. So like ask a question, that's fine. But you know, I'm not saying I can answer everything. I'm going I'm going to direct you to where you need to go if I if I think you need to go elsewhere. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I completely agree and I know like you know we wouldn't take on work that we were we weren't capable of doing but just actually having the confidence to say hey this is not my thing but this is my thing but if you need this I know someone who can can be like still give you so many like brownie points of being like oh my goodness thank god they know someone who can help me so you know that's I think really helpful um I love the niche I love that you've got the focus on the kind of business that you're the the service that you're going to offer who potentially could be your client um, I'd love to know, like we've obviously been talking, well, we haven't talked about pricing very much, but we have, we did, did a pricing survey last month. How have you felt pricing advisory services? Did you feel like you were going into it completely blind with no? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no. So, um, I, um, I got in contact with someone who was offering part-time FD. I think they called themselves, there's so many different names for it as well. Like, uh, fractional CFO or fractional FD, like there's so many different words for it, but um, I can't even remember what he called himself. But he's another SEMA member in practice, and I I spoke to him, and he gave me he works on a day rate, um, and he was just really open with like this this is this is what I charge, um, and 
and so yeah basically just just asked some people and got some insight to kind of help me um because i have taken on i am being subcontracted to from another, another accountant so i'm i'm taking a day rate but i'm I'm happy with, but I know I could, um, or if I did that work direct. So it's, and I don't know whether you want me to say what the day rate is. <laughs> I mean, no, it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> I, I think that's really interesting because, you know, going into, well, going into maternity leave and being, and, you know, obviously taking some time out of the business just shows that when you charge a day rate and you're not working, you can't earn that rate. Um, so and it's interesting to think for the future about, how can I price this so that it's more about an outcome for the client and the yes. clarity they need as yeah. a on a project basis or an outcome basis? Um, and I, I'm really curious about whether you've thought about that for the future. Yes, I have. So, I, yeah, I was going to say. So, for the for the uh, like big project that I'm doing, where I'm being subcontracted to, it is very much on a um, on a day rate, which, like I said. I, I'm happy with it, but I also, because I see the accounts of the company I'm doing it for, like I know how much the people subcontracting to me are earning. So they're making a decent margin on it as well. So I, I also know, therefore, how much I could charge if I did that work direct, which is which is interesting as well. Um, but the little bits that I've done kind of around the side, um, I have, yeah, definitely tried to focus on value to the client. So one of the things is... Um, uh, and I, again, I posted about this in in the group asking if uh, if people just, if anybody still does management accounts in Excel. Um, so because I, I built a um, a template for someone to be able to drop a trial balance into and it populate their uh, management accounts. And I was like, oh, uh, like, am I going to be able to use this again? Like now, I've spent the time building it. But and I think someone in the group said, oh, when you like when you sell that, make sure you are not thinking about how long it's taking you to put it together because actually if I sell it again it will hardly take me any time to put it together because because I've done it but it's about actually a client then has a ready-made template that yes they'll need to update the dates and prior year comparatives and budget next year but actually they've kind of got it ready to go so yeah definitely trying to focus on on what yeah value that gives to the the client for for the other bits that I'm doing. Yeah, oh, I think that's, that's really important. It it really is. It really is. I think that is something that we all need to remember that it's, you know, just because something takes us five minutes now, it's all of the learning. The reason we, it only takes us five minutes is because of all the years of training and the experience and the times that we, 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 where we might have spent three hours on something, but now we know what, how it works and we do need to remember that. Absolutely. What I'm loving, Sophie, is when we got on just before we came live on here, me and, me and Zoe said, we, ha we don't know you very well, as in we know you're in our membership, we know you're one of our members, but we don't see you often at things. And, and you said, and you was explaining about how you joined the membership and how you use it. And um, so do you want to like, let us know? I mean, you can't remember exactly how you found us, but you joined a boot camp last, <laughs> yeah. last year, was it? Yeah I, yeah, I refer to myself as a long time lurker. So yeah, and like I was, it was probably a good six months or so before I, six months to a year before I left my job when I was obviously starting to think about what I might do next and wanting to make, um, a change and I yeah, can't exactly remember how how I found the group but definitely like a lot of people here joined the um, boot camp sessions um, but obviously yeah I would have been in full-time employment at, at that point so I definitely would have been 
watching things on on catch up and kind of a, a, around job etc um and then yeah had left my job back end of last year um and like i said kind of focused on this kind of part-time employment and then starting to build the practice so so joined the program in january um and so obviously a lot of the the, the startup program, I think, was really helpful for me at, um, at first, just kind of knowing what I needed to do to get myself set up. And then, like I said, I, I had a whole, I hated the whole applying for my practice license thing. Um, it really isn't that bad. And if anybody's worried about it, just message me because I'll tell you it's not actually that bad. I, I definitely made it into a, um, a bigger deal than it was. You just need to chip away at it and it's fine. Um, so, yeah, please don't let that put anyone else off. Um, and, um, yeah, I did that. But um the way I work now is so I normally work um in London so on Mondays and Wednesdays so um at my employed FD role um says um they like people to be in the office it's a small company it's good to get everyone together and and it it is nice to be in that environment um but it means therefore I I miss a lot of the sessions and I have my son on a Friday where there's the accountability session so I actually can't join a lot of the um, sessions but that you know a lot of the value is actually in in the Facebook group and the support and and I still just kind of keep up to date like you know I'm always checking what's going to be on office hour on on Monday do you know oh okay yeah that would be helpful I'll catch up on that on Tuesday when I'm back at home etc and um so yeah you just kind of do it like make it work for you I guess and um you know, yeah, I'm on a very regimented <laughs> timetable um, because of my job and and running the business. That I kind of have to stick to these times. I, w- I will say that, you know, it is only having two days to work on the business is challenging. Obviously, I, I feel like I could progress a lot quicker if, if I obviously wasn't in my employed role. But, and, you know, I guess that's my decision from a financial security perspective mm-hmm. and um and I, I do like the knowledge that I'm picking up from from having that job as well so that works for me but it, it is just something like people want to do I know some people work full-time and do their practice on the side and I'm actually in awe of people who manage to to do that that's amazing that um people do that but yeah you just have to do kind of what's right for you and think about your schedule and how you're going to fit everything in and make everything work. You um, think there's so, a point where you'll know it's the tipping point for when you go all in on the business? Um, interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll obviously have to reassess going back after maternity leave. So traveling into London twice a week when I've got two children Um is going to be challenging I mean I leave I leave at 10 past 7 I get back at 10 to 7 um so I see my son for half an hour maybe before and after but it is only two days and then he gets loads of my time on other days so you know I'm that's fine um you know make that work for me but I feel like that might be a whole different ball game when (laughs) when there's another one as well Mm. um so I am gonna have to think about that so I guess I guess that might be I will I will say so said something about my personality but one of the things I did when I left my job was so I built myself a model that told me exactly what I needed to earn through a business to give me the same um like financial position as um my corporate career um so I kind of know exactly um where because I think in June 
with the work that I've done and my job, I think I will have hit that, um, which is really good. Um, but it, it has been quite a full on month mm-hmm. to do that. Um, so yeah, I guess I guess at the point at which I think I can make more money through my business than. It, and it might come back to that yeah. pricing for the outcome yeah. rather than pricing for the day rate and then encouraging yeah. other people to deliver parts of that for you and yeah. this is something we'll carry on co- like talking about isn't it as yeah. things move, you're going to have a lot of time to reflect when you're yes exactly yeah. Like leads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah um but I do really enjoy my employed FD role um and still feel like there's a lot I can do to help them so it would be a would be a difficult decision to leave it because I, I feel like I'm on a bit of a journey with them yeah. um, as well. But then you have to do what's right for you at the end of the day. So I, I will assess in a year's time. I might be like, yes, I'm out of here for two days <laughs> to London to, yeah. to live yeah. a different life for two days a week. So and the other and the other thing is that you know they can still access your expertise. And you can still be part of them, but it yeah. may be on a different footing. It may be yeah, through yeah, your business. True. It may be sometimes a bit more on Zoom. It depends how much of the value. Again, it's about the outcome and not about you physically having to be there. There might have to be some things that we weigh up and change. Yeah. But it doesn't mean a, a bit like what, um, what Nikki Gundy said this morning about, you know, the out, um, reaching it. There might just be a different path you take. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so exactly. I think yeah, that's true. just open our minds to how you can support them. And because uh, you're obviously doing a fab job. They love you. You like it. So there are other yeah. ways that it can work. And it's exciting. Yes, and thank you for sharing that you, you know, that you are doing this in this way. I saw somebody in the comments say, oh, you know, I love my employed role, but I felt like I shouldn't say that, that out loud as if as if we wouldn't want you to have that. You know, we've we all have to do what we need to do we, and what we want to do. It's not just about what we need to do. It's, you know, and you're really enjoying that role and you're gaining from it. And there's an exchange. They're paying yeah. you. You've got that financial security, but you're also learning and growing and you're you're in a different size of business, which you've never been in before. And it's and, and that's exactly what I was. I was employed um, 2016 to until I was in, made redundant in 2019 in an FD role. And that's what helped leverage and build this because I yeah. learned so much in that. So we would never say to anyone, oh, you shouldn't be employed. It's not It's not like that at all. It's as long as it's on your terms and that's what you really want. And it's not because you're procrastinating or you've got no confidence to do something yourself. Yeah. It's because it's a choice. And so, yeah, thank you so much for sharing. And all of the things, I mean, you've literally got everything going on, you know. Yeah, Todd, I know. Pregnancy. I But no, it's, um, it's good. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm I'm really excited to like find out what happens next. Let us know when the baby arrives. Thanks, yeah. Oh, look, thank you so much, Sophie. And thanks everyone for joining here and asking questions. We'll go back and if there's anything you need, I'll be back on. We'll go back and comment on that too. Um, we're back later. Oh, we're back at three. Joe's back at three, aren't you? Um, yes. At three o'clock, we've got um, a session with Go Proposal. There's a Go Proposal demo with Chris Johnson, which it will be here in the Facebook community yes. where you're watching this. So you'll be able to see that. Um, so come and ask your questions if you've got any. And then Joe and I are back at eight o'clock tonight to talk through the next two parts of our Rise Framework. We'll be giving away a prize during the call. Remember to get involved in the challenges we're running this week because we've got more prizes, 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 um, all happening. Um, but for now, Sophie, I forgot to say, um, how can people connect with you and find out more about you if they, if they want to stay in touch? Um, 
yeah, like I said, I've got a very um, sparse um, Instagram page, but actually then that's got a link to my website as well. So so that's really the place to head. So it's Diary of an FD, which I was saying before is a, a bit of a random name, but it's, um, it's because it. I talk about bits and pieces from both my um role and my uh and my employed role so it's it's uh a few posts and then some rumblings as I go to the train station on um, Monday and Wednesday and talk about what I'm doing that week but uh, yeah it can be helpful I guess for other accountants and bookkeepers do I share I just try and share a bit about kind of things I'm being asked and things that I'm helping um clients or the business I work for with I think people will love to see that. So Diary of an FD, we'll go and follow you. Thank you. We thought it was a brilliant name when you mentioned it. Thank you so much, Sophie. Thanks for being here. And uh, we will see you back at three o'clock. See you later. Bye. Don't forget to join us every week on the Bookkeepers Podcast with Topical Bookkeeping Chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.